Welcome to Pick Up and Deliver, the podcast where I pick up my audio recorder when head out for a walk and deliver an episode to you while I stroll around. I'm Brendan Riley. Well, good morning, listeners. It is a what looks to be a roasty, toasty mid-July day here in suburban Chicago. The construction site across the street from my house is going full bore as they're building more and more condos and other places for people to live. Huzzah, I guess. So I thought I'd head out today and talk a little bit about some games, some uh, a subject that I don't think I've covered, at least not in this way, in the podcast. I looked through my history and I couldn't find anything about it. I probably have, in which case, sorry for the repetition, but we're on episode 242, so I guess... Uh, at some point, I'm going to start repeating myself a little bit. So uh, this week, I thought I would, or t- today, I thought I would talk a little bit about mystery games. I have a lot of mystery games. Mystery is an important genre for me, and there are a couple of things that led me to to talk, think about talking about this today. One is that we, my family and I, or my wife and I, finished the first season of Shakespeare and Hathaway. We're a big fan of sort of light-hearted British murder mysteries, um, or British mysteries, particularly in the cozy genre. Uh, if you don't know your mysteries, if you don't know your mystery subgenres very well, there's no no one to blame but yourself. No, I'm kidding. Uh, a cozy is a murder mystery where the murder part is generally pretty minor in terms of trauma to the viewer. And usually the investigation is more people-centric than evidence-centric. So, sure, you might have a fingerprint or a a fiber analysis in a modern cozy. But generally, a cozy is going to be a story where there's a limited number of suspects and the detective is often not a police officer. Sometimes it's a private eye, as in Shakespeare and Hathaway. Sometimes it's a busybody, as in Miss Marple or Murder, She Wrote. And it's somebody who susses out the murder by talking to people, usually, rather than using sort of forensic evidence or other um, police tactics. And uh, enjoying the first season of Shakespeare and Hathaway has led me, was leading me to think a little bit about what a cozy mystery game might look like. And that made me realize I don't think I've done an episode on mystery games. The other thing that led me to think about that a little bit is over the 4th of July holiday, my wife's family came to visit us and we played a a game of um, Watson and Holmes. Watson and Holmes is a mystery game about, uh, it's set in the Sherlock Holmes universe. And, you know, like many of these games, you are part of the Baker Street Irregulars trying to solve crimes for Holmes or on behalf of Holmes. The interesting thing is, for some reason, you're racing to do it. Unlike other cooperative detective stories where you're working with the other players to try to solve the mystery, in Watson and Holmes, you and the other players are racing to be the first one to solve it for some reason. Uh, And you can interfere with each other and so on. Uh, It makes for entertaining experience and uh, a good game, um, even if it is a little weird. But um, so far, I've found the mysteries pretty satisfying. They're not too hard, but... um, the racing aspect makes it interesting. The last one I was a little disappointed because there were sort of two lines of inquiry and 
There was one thing that made it clear that one of the line of inquiry was correct and the other line of inquiry was incorrect. But unless you knew that both were there, the clue that made it clear that A was the correct one and not B didn't tell you anything about B. Like you could eliminate B from your inquiries if you had been following B and then you read clue A. But if you just read clue A and then followed it, you'd then go and try to solve the mystery without realizing there was a whole second plot that you didn't know about and eliminate. I don't know how to explain it better than that, except that I was frustrated because I just by chance ended up following plot B and a couple other people followed plot A and they then went to the solution and said, hey, it's plot A. I said, well, how did you know it wasn't plot B? And they didn't even know plot B was there. So that's a little frustrating, basically just like your first, you follow your first instinct and it turns out to be right and you don't have to explain why it's right. Uh, wasn't, wasn't the best, but maybe this is Sour Grapes talking. Hiya there, podcast, podcast host Sour Grapes speaking. Okay, so I, talk, I thought I'd talk a little bit about three different kinds of mystery experiences that I have had in games. Um, oh, just ran into a late blooming cicada that was sitting on the sidewalk and I think I kicked it or scared it. So the first kind of um, mystery game that I want to talk about is, is the one you've probably encountered or more people have encountered more often and those are deduction puzzles. A lot of mystery board games are in fact not narrative mysteries at all. They're deduction puzzles with a sort of mystery theme painted on. You know, the classic example of Clue, or for our British friends, Cluedo, uh, is in fact just a deduction puzzle. It doesn't need to be said about a murder mystery at all, except that it helps make the theme, that the theme help, helps make the different things you're doing a little more sensible. But basically, you're just trying to figure out which three cards are in this envelope. Um, and you do that by asking other people questions and keeping track of what questions other people ask and uh, using deduction to figure out which cards are in that envelope. Uh, similarly, you know, the purest deduction game I know, Mastermind, works the same way. Your opponent sets a chain of four dots, and you have to determine whether which four dots your opponent set as a chain and do that as efficiently as you can. Um, you know, the, within the sort of path of Cluedo, there's also the Murder, She Wrote board game, which also uses a deduction element. Although this one does have a little bit more player interact, player interaction because the things that you're deducing come from the way that you and the other players visit the locations. And so you're trying to figure out which player is the one murdering people and, stop them before they get off the island. Two more modern games that I would say still work in this deduction format, but with a little bit more uh, nuance or articulation in them. Uh, one is the game Cryptid, which is a relatively new game. It is essentially themeless. It's very, very little bit more than Mastermind. Um, in fact, Mastermind is the closest analog I could suggest of these games. Encrypted, you are trying to figure out where 
supposedly where a, um, a monster lives, but you aren't able to, but it isn't really about that. It's really just one of the squares on this space is a, is the important square and you need to know which square it is and you have to figure out which square it is based on the clues that other people are giving. And the clues that other people are giving help you understand which square is which. But, um, but essentially the idea is you want to figure out as quickly as you can which square is the correct one. And every time you make a guess, you risk telling your opponents that crucial piece of information that lets them solve the puzzle. So Cryptid is sort of like a modern version of Mastermind. It supposedly has a theme, but the theme is so so vacant that it might as well not have a theme at all. The other game that's a deduction puzzle that's a bit more thematic and pretty fun, actually, is Mysterium. Now, Mysterium isn't really a mystery game. I mean, the narratively it is, who killed the butler and how and why. It's got the same narrative question as Clue, but it's a deduction puzzle combined with a sort of soft focus subjective hint system so if you haven't played it uh, mysterium uses the same sort of surreal weird art cards that dixit uses so it's these dramatic paintings of strange things and each player has been assigned a room a uh, like a murderer a room and a weapon and the clue giver, the ghost, has these bizarre dream cards, these surrealist paintings that they distribute to the players to give clues about these different factors, these rooms, these uh, murder weapons, these murderers, and so on. As each player tries to figure out which of those clues is the, is the winning one, they then um, take a guess, and over time they by a process of deduction, both by understanding the clues and by seeing which, which cards the other players guess, they are able to figure out the three cards that fit them. Now, again, like these other games, the theme is, is there, but it's pretty light, and really the game is about giving and understanding clues. So I would put all of these games into the category of deduction puzzles that are mystery games. Um, and some of them are pretty abstract some of them are narratively heavy but still function in this idea of being a deduction puzzle and that really the way you solve it is by deduction by contrast there's a whole nother set of games that i would call narrative mystery puzzles and these games might still demand that you use deductive thinking uh, but sometimes they'll have you use inductive thinking uh, and or your knowledge of mystery tropes to think through the mystery stories. So there are a few of these I've played. Uh, the one that I've mentioned the most here on the podcast and is in my top 50 games of all time, Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective. Consulting Detective is a classic uh, in the board game sphere that was revitalized uh, six years ago or so by Space Cowboys in their glorious reproduction of the original game uh, with all new um, art design new fonts, thank goodness, and a little bit of proofreading. Then there's also, um, they've done two more box sets since then, so there have been three sets altogether, most of which are republished puzzles in the old style. 
They have a fourth game coming out, Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective, The Baker Street Irregulars, that's coming out this year and has all new puzzles. So this this will be an interesting expansion. The author of it is the same one who wrote the Sherlock chapter of Unlock from last year, which was an excellent mystery, really interesting, innovative stuff, well-written, and uh, bodes well for the development of the new Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective box. Sorry for that ad there. So Consulting Detective is a game where you are one of Sherlock Holmes's irregulars and you're trying to solve the mystery that is at in play and you do that by going from location to location and questioning people at those locations the central mechanism thus of the game is this map and this phone book and this book and you enjoy the game by going from place to place and trying to solve the mystery uh you know not unlike watson and holmes sherlock holmes consulting detective does suffer from following the wrong trail syndrome that you could spend a whole bunch of time following a trail of evidence that doesn't actually lead you toward the murderer that can be a little frustrating and frankly some of the puzzles are really hard but overall an excellent system i would say if you decide you want to get into it be sure to look up errata before you start playing because some of the mysteries have game breaking errors in them which is really upsetting for a game that's as expensive as it is but otherwise really fun. Another game in this vein is the Portal Games Detective, A Modern Crime Story, which is, a again, a one-play mystery game where you are a sort of modern crime detective person and you're solving a series of crimes that start with a murder but then build into a conspiracy, and there's all sorts of great stuff. Uh, it uses a system of cards and limited time so again you have to make choices about how much time you're going to spend investigating and where you're going to go and who you're going to investigate and uh, how long you're going to spend so you have this thing where you're questioning people and you can sort of push them for more information and then you get to look at the back of the card but you have to spend resources to do that so there's an interesting push pull there uh, the third one that I want to talk about that says, sort of has this narrative mystery part is uh, Deadline. Deadline is an interesting little mystery game from WizKids. Uh, it came out in 2017. In this game, you are a reporter in a 1940s-style noir story, chasing a mystery and you know being chased by various criminal elements. It has more of a gameplay puzzle mechanism than other mystery games I've encountered. Because the way it works is you have these cards with symbols on them. And you have a a mystery location you want to go to. And the location will have symbols on it. And what you have to do is you have to lay out the cards in order to get all the symbols that are on the card in order to read it. It's sort of a gameplay substitute for effective questioning of the victim or of the subject. It's an interesting idea, a fun game with good puzzles, uh, and you don't get all of the clues, which works works really well. So that's a deadline. All three of those I would call narrative mysteries. They all have these mystery elements. They have varying ways of having gameplay function, but in the end you're trying to solve the mystery based on 
the narrative pieces that you've been given rather than deductive elements. And I would say as a result, these games are all limited in how many times you can play them because the mystery is set. You know, Clue can be played as many times as you want because the mystery is not really, the mystery is different each time because it's just which three cards are in this envelope. Whereas the narrative elements tied into the Sherlock Holmes game can't easily be reshuffled. There are two games that uh, I would point to that have done particularly well in terms of the idea of adding questioning as a mechanism in a mystery game. So I've talked a number of times about Chronicles of Crime, which is a, a detective game that uses an app in order to allow you to ask questions of witnesses about anything you've found so far. So there'll be a crime scene where you investigate and then you get to, and then you take the items that you found as evidence from that crime scene. So maybe you have a, um, some bloody clothes or you have some tools or you have a broken window or whatever. So you get all this stuff. And then when you see a witness, you can ask them about each of these items and they'll give you an answer. This allows for really robust development of mysteries and really deep mysteries because you have this opportunity to choose whether to ask more. I mentioned Detective A Modern Crime Story did that with the backs of cards. You could decide to spend resources and time to learn more from the witness and then you get to read the back of the card, which sometimes paid off, but sometimes did not. Another game that's built around this idea is Detective City of Angels, which is Unrelated to Detective A Modern Crime Story, this one's from Van Ryder Games. I haven't played this, but I've heard a number of reviews of it. The big thing in this game is that you have a game master uh, called the Chisel. And as the, the players are all independent private investigators trying to race to solve this mystery. and Or maybe they're working together, I'm not sure. But when they're questioning a, a witness, they can decide whether to push them and how to push them uh, based on whether they think the witness is lying or not. And when the person who's giving the answers is choosing how to answer, they're allowed to lie sometimes. And the game gives them a script of what to say when they're lying. And then as a detective, they can choose to press or not. And if they press a, a detec- uh, if they press someone who's not lying, then there's some sort of fallout. I don't know exactly what. But if they press someone who is lying, then they get a, bo- a benefit. So the nice thing about that is it adds some of the role play and some of the puzzle solving element to the idea of trying to solve this mystery by asking questions. Which leads me back to my original quest. So there's lots of good mystery games. Obviously, um, Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective is a top recommendation for me. Most of the other games I've recommended here I did enjoy playing, although like I said, Detective City of Angels is not a game I've had a chance to try yet. And I'm not sure I will because the one versus many model is not a good fit for my family. So that one's low on my list of games to pursue. I also didn't particularly enjoy Chronicles of Crime because the using the app felt too much like playing a video game to me rather than playing a board game. Although my son really enjoyed it. So there is that. So as I think about what makes... Oh, I will also say, I know that there is a game built around PBS Mystery. Uh, It's actually from Bruce Glasgow, the designer of Betrayal at House on the Hill, but I haven't had a chance to try that one yet. 
I think that one is more like Clue in that the game sets up a mystery each game. There's not a permanent one, but I really, I have seen very little about it. Um, it did not get a very wide release and was not very well covered in the board game media. I literally don't think I've ever seen a review of it. Although perhaps Jeremy at the Secret Cabal mentioned it once. Or Jeremy at uh, Blue Pig Pink Pig mentioned it once. So, um, I started this by saying I wonder what a cozy mystery game would look like. I certainly think there is room for a cozy mystery game that uses light game elements. Something like Deadline uh, or Detective's uh, Modern Crime Story. Along with a robustly written mystery story. I think probably it would work better if it's set with established characters, you know, licensing Miss Marple or Poirot to do a mystery story, but you'd want to do a new one. You wouldn't want to use one from one of the books because those are well understood by the people who read the books. You know, somebody who's going to go buy a Miss Marple mystery, it's a good chance they've either seen the the adaptation on TV or they've read the novel and so you wouldn't want to use a mystery that already was established you could also come up with your own or use a less well-known licensed figure Um, but again as soon as you're reusing a mystery that's the problem it would be interesting to think about how to make a dynamically uh, generated mystery that has some teeth to it in terms of narrative, but I really don't see how you do that. That if the narrative is composed, it's really hard to see it as effective um, and well wrought. And if it's not composed, then it will ultimately feel just like a puzzle with a mystery theme slapped on. Um, You know, narrative is such a strong component of the mystery genre that it's hard to have a robust narrative. Though, frankly, that's true of almost any game where the narrative isn't emergent. I guess to wrap, the final thing I'm, I'm excited about is uh, role-playing mystery games. There are a number of games that allow for um, digital play or uh, that allow for um, elaborate or role-playing experiences. Uh, I recently backed a Kickstarter for a game called One More Thing, in which the players play a Columbo-style detective engaging with the murderer, trying to trick them into giving away the um, the uh, essential clues that would help us understand how they committed the murder. That's a potential path for a game that uh, I'm looking forward to playing later, but I think is much more in the light roleplay style of something like fiasco so i'm curious listeners uh, are there mystery games that i've missed are there mystery games that you enjoy which of the ones that i mentioned do you find most fulfilling or entertaining pop over to board game geek guild 3269 and let me know which mystery games you've played and which ones you've enjoyed well thanks for taking a walk with me today until next time i hope your next walk is as pleasant as mine was bye-bye
Rattlebox Games. <laughs>